Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, welcome to Better Than Yesterday. Thanks for being here. It is Friday, the 15th of September, 2023. And this show, this podcast is just here to make it better. We've been doing it Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays since 2013, every episode, giving you something to make it better. That's all we're here to do. All we're here to do. Mondays, Wednesdays, I've got a guest with me. And Fridays, I've got you with me. This is you and me. On Monday's episode, oh, sorry, I should introduce myself. My name's Osher Ginsberg. Hello. Nice to have you here. Uh, I am a, a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a, uh, a television host. I am a, a motorcycle rider. I am an electric vehicle enthusiast. I, what else am I? I uh, oh, I'm someone who it was, it is, I'm recording this yesterday. It is Are You Okay Day today? And I did not one, but two wonderful corporate things um, where I got to speak to people, one with my friend Yumi and just with me. And it was really great. I always like to be invited and I'm grateful to be invited to have those kind of conversations to people that otherwise wouldn't get to hear them. But you are lucky because you get to hear them every week because there's nothing that I don't do here anyway. But look, it's nice to be invited into somebody's workplace and, and talk about this stuff because it's important. So I hope you're okay. I do. And if you're not, go get some help. Help around. I hope you had a good week. I've had a really interesting week on um, Monday. The episode that went up was with the extraordinary Thomas Mayo if you've not heard the last episode, which is about four days ago now, I thoroughly recommend you go and check it out. Thomas, with an extraordinary empathic and informed voice, spoke from his heart about why we need the voice to parliament in Australia to give First Nations people a representation and a say in policy that can really drastically affect their lives. Talking about why we need to vote yes. And I put a little clip of him saying some stuff to that effect on the uh, on the gram on instagram and the comments section caught fire like a snap cheap android phone caught in a plane seat oh my goodness and as i started to engage with people who at first appeared i guess legitimate some of those people were able to articulate their points were able to respond as i asked well it sounds like you really believe that quite strongly can you explain to me how you came to that? They were able to kind of talk back. We went back and forth a few times. It was like, I was grateful for it. 
But others, as I inquired more, showed that they either, either hadn't really thought it through or worse, started to very quickly blame me for everything from being woke to being the cause of all climate change and that my woke agenda was the reason we are going to hell and that I'm getting paid and I hope I feel good with all the money I'm making. So like none of those things are true, including the word woke. I can't fucking bear it. It's such a stupid word and it does not describe me at all. Um, but I did start to wonder how a person who has at least the financial means to afford a mobile phone and can pay a regular bill. So someone who exists in our society, someone who is a fiscal part of our community, because there's a, like a, there's a level of ability that you need to have to be able to do that, all right? And okay, great. You know, we all have different, edu- I'm no way, you know, as educated as some people, but you know, we all have different levels of capacity. And if you're at the capacity where you're listening to this, you're like, well, I've got a phone and I can, you know, I know how to download a podcast. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably, well, I'm interested in things because it's just so interesting. Uh, but yeah, if you're, you're, you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a level of expected competency to exist in our world because you own a phone and you can pay for it. And that, that someone who can exist in our community could be swayed so intensely to start and demand that I am silenced and destroy me because I speak out about this. I found that amazing. How could someone who's generally probably quite reasonable and has to be reasonable to some extent to be able to exist in our community get to that point where they want me to not say anything and delete my account and worse, way worse in the DMs? Now, a running theme on this show over the years, for to crikey, that 10 years or more we've been doing this now, has been the use of manipulation in public discourse, be it climate science, vaccine science, public health measures around COVID, or this, the voice referendum. Unfortunately, that manipulation is, is all just the same shit. So I guess in the, in the interests of stealing yourself, if you haven't listened to some of those episodes, because some of them are, you know, seven years old, in the interest of stealing yourself for a, a, probably what's going to be a couple of wild weeks in Australian media, I wanted to, I guess, talk about a couple of tactics that are used and have been proven to be used by, shall we call them, bad actors when it comes to swaying public opinion away from facts. <laughs> um, now, bad actors. Bad actors could be anyone. All right. It could be anyone from like a super racist, you know, organization of white supremacists who have got some money together and, you know, work and bringing content from private telegram channels that shows up in discord communities, then, you know, gets to 4chan or 8chan or something and then goes to Reddit and then kind of gets amplified in that way. Or anything from that to huge corporations with deep pockets who like, like the status quo because it's good for the bottom line. Bad actors could be news companies that profit from fear or anyone that profits from fear. Oh my God, I'm afraid of that. Click or buy foreign governments who can take advantage of domestic chaos. Just fucking with us so we fight with each other. Divide and conquer, easy. Uh, Domestic governments who, for whatever reason, are spreading misinformation through unofficial channels. Bad actors could be anybody, but it is definitely not nobody because particularly around the voice referendum, it is happening and it is happening at a scale that requires serious financial backing. We're talking paid ads, paid reach, some of this stuff. Who could be bothered to pay that money? That's what I'm talking about. 
Now, so there's a few things to look out for when spotting this stuff, and it starts with spelling. If what you're reading looks like it's been written by someone who has the typing skills of a scam email, then it's probably not a real person's opinion. We know that scammers, they deliberately introduce errors, whether it be, you know, with the graphic design or the spelling, they deliberately put that stuff in there to, I guess, self-select more gullible people, people with English perhaps as a second language or people who can't pick up on nuance. Those who overlook the kind of spelling errors and stuff like that or don't recognize the glaring mistakes, they're more likely to fall for the scam, which makes them easy targets for further exploitation. A few other ways that manipulation can happen, which is all of them insidious, bots, which we hear a lot about, they're automated accounts that can generate comments incredibly rapidly and they will echo a particular narrative. You'll often find very similar speech patterns or references to common things in each comment but they kind of look automated. And this is where people start to pay to get above that. People start to pay for troll farms, which are not a bot. They are an actual person. They're organized groups, sometimes funded by or supported by, shall we say, bad actors or state actors even, where real people sit down at a real computer and they are paid to spread specific viewpoints or misinformation or purposefully post provocative or misleading information to get people to argue, to sway public opinion. Unfortunately, all in the aim of achieving a specific political outcome. Troll farms are way less expensive than you think, but they are very high impact in terms of political influence because they capitalize on the virality of an online platform where a misleading narrative, but one that's an amazing, oh my God, that can gain a lot of traction. The ROI it can be huge in terms of influencing the public opinion or just muddying the waters, which means actual truth is much harder to stand on when you're getting close to a choice point in the public. So a Brexit campaign is a great example. Misleading narratives were used and they were used to influence public sentiment. Russia in the 2016 US presidential election, there was a lot of research around that. And there's a, you know, there's suggestions that there was a lot of that. Russian troll farms uh, produced huge amounts of propaganda, targeted ads, like they were paid for, paid for in Al, Ro Al Roca, famously asked Mark Zuckerberg in the Senate committee, he says, was the invoice in rubles? <laughs> did you get paid in rubles? I said, yeah, we did. It's like, for fuck's sake, you know? Um, so they're targeted ads. And these ads are were aimed at sowing division and influencing, ultimately influencing outcome. And these things can have profound implications on the democracy that we live in. And they can shape the political landscape as we are seeing now. Like I'm, a lot of this stuff is the intersection of what happened through COVID and how cooked many people i got you know we all got a bit wobbly during covid and we, what do we believe what do we go Th that has really been stacked upon and i was speaking about bots before there's a, a specific kind called an amplifier bot that is really it's an automated online account and it is used primarily to amplify a specific message or a narrative in a comment section on a social media platform a traditional bot will just serve a neutral purpose or, or whatever. And, but this will, by gaming the algorithm, really shift the perception of the volume of opinion because they're, they're pushing a specific narrative. For example, during an election campaign, an amplifier bot could be deployed to spread either a positive or a negative story about a, a candidate, depending on who's paying for it. 
because there's hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of these messages from different accounts, every one of them, that volume makes the chosen narrative, whatever it is, positive or negative, seem far more accepted than it actually is because our social proof is a really important thing. We see way more posts of this particular opinion, even though it's not representative of the amount of people who believed it. Our brains see so many opposing viewpoints to the one that we feel. We, we feel minimized. We feel deflated. We feel, oh, I don't know, I'm not doing the right thing. Amplifier bots also, uh, I guess they drown out uh, any opposing views because, you know, with enough volume you can and enough uses of hashtags, you can totally game the algorithm and totally make other opinion seem less relevant and, and show up less in searches. And so the public opinion seems skewed. And another thing that they're useful, they like each other, all right? Yes, they like amplifier bots like each other. So then you get an account, for example, it, it'll be Jim Bob. 1269Q or whatever, and you go to their account and JimBob1269Q has uh, like a weird wide angle photo where you can barely see a person and a thousand and fifty followers. Like that's more than the 16 or whatever. Um, so it gives a credibility to these, these things. And uh, maybe they can retweet each other or they like each other's posts or reposts. Uh, and that gives those posts the illusion of more popularity and therefore more credibility to actual humans like you or I. Again, in 2016, this happened in the US elections and the, the bots were just amplified certain political narratives over and over again. And speaking of the, the fake accounts, there's a, a great name for it, which I love. It's called a sock puppet. And a, a sock puppet is an account that's it's just a fake online identity. And it's created by someone to amplify or promote their own view and to divide others, to manipulate others. And they serve as a puppet for the real individual. It can be like me, Osha saying, I think I'm looking at my desk. I think solid state hard drives are the best. And then there's another account, which, you know, is a fake picture. And it's, you know, Jenny from the block 69. And it's like, couldn't agree with you more. Anyone that likes a hard disk is loser. Solid state hard drives for the win. You know, and I've just backed myself in my own post. And so it looks like at least no one other person agrees with me. You know, it's so intense. And you can do that multiple, multiple times. And people may not have an idea that, all of these opinions and viewpoints that come underneath a post are actually all from the same person. They're, they're used so, you know, the same way. They're used to sway people. They're used for misinformation. They're used to amplify opinion, amplify narratives. It's so important to be aware of tactics like this because they can really distort our perceptions and our views and make us feel like, because it says we don't want to miss out, right? We don't want to be the odd one out. And manufactured volume of opinion is a real thing to look out for. It's a really simple social tactic. People were saying like, how do we get more people to wear masks? We get more people to wear masks. Because if you walk into a Coles and there's a hundred people in there and four are wearing masks, you're one of the 96. You go, whew, I'm good. But if you walk into the Coles and 96 people are wearing masks, you walk in and go, look, I'll just grab one. Because you don't want to be the odd one out. And so things like that manufactured volume, it, it really, really plays on this that social proof that we require when making a decision, that we perceive that as a majority opinion. This is what everybody thinks. And that can influence something that we otherwise were quite staunch on, but go, hang on a sec, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. And that's all in gaming the algorithm, you know, to down out the dissent by gaming the algorithm. Because our phones know us. We're so transfixed by our phones. My God. We are literally so transfixed by our phones, we will risk our lives rather than look away because we can't look away. Just 
like two days ago, I was driving through Redfern and a, a woman stepped out right in front of my car and she only stopped by the time she got to the left headlight pretty much. She was in front of the car when she stopped because she heard the chirp of my brakes as my ABS kicked in. She just walked straight out because she was looking at her phone. She couldn't look away. Like how incredibly powerful is that device that she would rather risk her own life than look away? She didn't have a choice. She didn't even make a choice about it. She just walked. We're so we're almost powerful overly influence that our phones have on us. So when it comes to engaging people around the voice, particularly if you're a yes voter and they're a no voter, because I, as much as I'm expecting my algorithm to show me stuff, I haven't seen disinformation about the yes vote. I mean the no vote, but there's so much disinformation around the yes vote. So if you're engaging with people around the voice, particularly if someone who is like super influenced by all this misinformation online around the yes vote, try to have some empathy, all right? Then most probably, unless they're full white supremacists, they're most probably not a mean person for the most part. They're most probably not a mean person. They're probably just really scared because if you're in the right places and hanging out in the right spots and spending too much time on the, on the right websites, the sheer volume of misinformation and, and just terrifying conspiracy things out there, Christ, you'd want to vote no too. I mean, just judging on what some of the stuff in the DMs and the comments, if I put it all together and I, if I believe that, you know, if I vote yes, that this is going to bring a reverse apartheid and, and it's going to claim all drinking water in the country, every national park will be off limits. So I'll need to pay rent on the house I own. And then the WEF, the WHA and the UN are going to take control of everything. Like it's a new world order. I, I'd be fucking scared too if I believed that. And I'd, I know there are people who do. None of those things are true. Absolutely. Every single one of those things is complete bullshit. But do try to have some empathy, I guess, for people who are talking like that because they're fucking terrified, man. It's exactly the same melody as the science denial song. You know, there's verse one about climate science. There's verse two about vaccine science. And the bridge is the, is the, the referendum vote. It's the, same, it's the same melody. So do try and spot it if you can. Try to be kind to people who are in the middle of that maelstrom and, and try. It takes a lot of conversations. It takes a, a slow walk to get out because it was a long walk in and it's fast and it can be intense. So asking people to explain their position is, is a good place to start or explaining their position back to them and say, hang on, so let me get this straight. There's a German head of some world banky thing that wrote a book in 1996 and there was a line in there about that and those four words you think are the prophecy of how he particularly is making us make this vote because he wants that out. Is that right? Yeah. If you can eventually get them there or if you haven't listened to it yet, check out the last episode with Thomas Mayo. I don't think they'll listen, but just try. Have a listen. It's interesting. It's real interesting. He's a fascinating guy. And... um. If you're interested in that kind of mechanized online weaponry, our next guest is, is boy, she is at the front line. Grace Tame is here next. In a couple of days from now, we'll have Grace Tame on, the Grace Tame, former Australian of the Year, Grace Tame. She has some 
frankly, fucking horrifying stories about what happens when people who have learned how to argue and learn how to hate, fueled by the kind of misinformation I've been talking about, and particularly hate on women, when those people on the internet follow you home, which has happened. She tells fucking scary stories about that stuff. And she has some really excellent examples based upon her own absolute experience of how the news isn't really the news that it claims to be. And it's fucking interesting stuff. She's an amazing human being and it was a good conversation and I hope you can join me for it. Thanks for listening. I didn't think this was going to end up being 20 minutes on that stuff, but hey, here we are. We've got less than a month until we vote. So strap in folks. This is going to be, it's going to be fucking bumpy, man. I tell you, hold on to your heart, hold on to your soul, try and be kind, speak with kindness and try to have empathy. People are scared as fuck. Just, just try to be kind, you know, whichever way the vote comes out, just try to be kind. I'll see you Monday. Thanks very much to Andy Ma who did audio and video post on this. Thank you to Abby Benno for producing this show. Thanks to Toehider for the music. Thank you for listening. If you need me, if you have any thoughts on this episode, send us your email at gmail.com. That's where you'll find me. Have a great weekend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.